Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems one last time, Dennis. The very last episode I'll ever be doing before the nanobots take control of me. Oh, and you're getting you're getting stabbed. You're, you're getting you're getting upgraded to five G next I'm, week. I'm getting my I'm getting a firmware upgrade next week, Dennis. I'm mm. getting I'm, I'm I'm having malware bytes installed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get ransomware. It pops up in your palm and it says, "Please give me five thousand dollars, or I'll or I'll leak your blood alcohol levels yeah. on the internet." Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but uh, no, I look forward to it. Looking forward to getting it. Getting Fox die on Monday. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully not. I, wait, no, Fox die is pretty. Fox die is pretty bad, right? Yeah, if you want Fox alive, I want Fox. I want Riley alive, and that's what I'm hoping to get next week. No, look, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I've had some trouble with my mobile phone signal, uh, so I'm looking forward to just having a a 5G wireless upgrade the entire time. And look, mm-hmm. if Bill Gates wanna wants to turn me into some kind of a simulacrum, whatever, man, whatever, come at me, declare, declare war come, on his ex-wife, come for me, William. I'm, I'm my my body is is, is ready and willing. Well, I'm, my body will be. Unable to resist after the the microchips or the nano. What I can't get this straight. Is it a microchip or is it nanobots? I think it's a microchip. I think because I've seen people, videos of people like putting magnets on their arms, being like, "See, they put metal in me." But if it's a microchip, like, have you your cat's microchip, right? Yeah, yeah. You can feel the microchip. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, not it's that micro like microchip. No, it's not that. Mi- it's not a nanochip. It's not a nanochip. It's not even a. Mi- I would say like it's a millichip or even a centichip. Yeah. We need a femto chip. They need a femto chip to put exactly because you can you can just feel it. Like it just feels demonstrably. Fun. And if it's nanobots, hey, I'm all of a sudden I'm Solid Snake. Great, let's go, let's go, yeah. baby, Solid Snake, nanobots. That's the. What, I mean, is that going to give me psychic powers? That's what all, that, everything in Metal Gear Solid is explained by nanobots. So bring them on, I say. It's all nano machines. I found out right recently that Nikki, my trainer. Mm. Um, is a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Oh, really? That must have improved yeah. things. Oh, it's a, our WhatsApp group is now no longer called Nikki and Dennis Training Schedule. It's now called Metal Gear Solid Fan Club. That's very strong. That's extremely good. Wow. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki hates it. <laughs> What's Nikki's opinion on Metal Gear Solid? Uh, she tried playing it and was like, why is this game so old and controls so badly? Yes, Which is a sentiment I you share. Can relate. And then I think she's in the, why, do you, why won't you shut up about this? I think she would watch me play it. So I think she's broadly speaking along for the Hideo Kojima ride. Like, she watched me play Death Stranding. And I think that is... But I never would have played Metal Gear Solid if you hadn't been with me 100% of the way. Because I would have just been like, this isn't... And But you were like, ah, but the thing is, here's the thing, right? Yeah. Vag went back and did this and the other time and met this. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why this makes sense. I didn't have to read through pages of Wikipedia articles to find this out. Metal Gear Solid is like one of those movies where you finish the movie and you're like, mm-hmm, time to go on the Reddit post and find out what I just watched. To TV, t- to TV tropes. To TV tropes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you've tricked me into talking about Metal Gear Solid again on the podcast. It is unbelievable. <laughs> you did this one. You opened it with nanomachines, mate. That's all you I did. mean, I was just asking for it at that point, wasn't I? I was just like, all right, yeah. let's go. Metal Gear Solid chat. Anyway, Metal Gear Solid chat. We've ticked that off. Uh, doxing some listeners coming up later, of course. Don't worry mm-hmm, about that. Of course. Dennis has already scheduled. Ah, <coughs> uh, there we go. Good. Doing some off mic noises here. Don't worry. There'll be some coughing, some slurping, some burping, some typing. So look forward to that. Uh, what have we got to get through next? Let's have a look at this here. Oh, an ad for Channel Fireball, Dennis. Time has come, Riley. People around the world, me and you, getting our nano machines put in. Time has come to hang out with your friends again. Get yourself a box of channelfireball.com. Get some call time. Get some strict saving. All these sets. You didn't get a chance to play in person. The, these aren't just like pixels on a screen. These are real cards you can touch and feel and hold. Right? Anal- analog magic cards. Analog magic. We're in back. We're bringing space. it back. 
MTG Unplugged. Let's go. <laughs> the acoustic version. <laughs> the acoustic version of Strixhaven Kaldheim. Yep. And God, a lot of stuff came out last year, actually, that we didn't even play ever. I mean, I mean even Ikoria. I was talking to people about how yeah. uh, in Ikoria, I had to ask someone on my stream, right? Do the companions have reminder text that is now wrong, right? Because I have never held an Ikoria card. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't uh, like have one. I never. Uh, I think I've got some Ikoria boosters, maybe, but I just haven't opened them. Um, but yeah, like we were talking, I was talking on my stream, and I was saying, like, do they? Do they? Are they just wrong? And they they do like they are the 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 cardboard cards with now with the um with the companion rules update just have incorrect flavor text or incorrect uh, rules reminder text, which is pretty. Well, you want some fancier rules reminder text, right? You know what we have on channelfarber.com that you can buy right now? It's Modern Horizons 2. Well, no, we'll get to that in a second. There's a question about that coming up. Get some some Japanese Ikoria. Who knows if the reminder text is wrong on there? I had a... uh, um, Wizard sent me some, some boosters. Must be nice. Uh, And I opened them up and it was funny because I'm not really interested in like foils extended art fancy version i just i just want the basic new boarded nothing else right mm-hmm. and um i opened like a couple of collector boosters and there were the japanese cards and i'm like all right well this could be anything <laughs> could be literally anything because it's like, like a collector booster like random it's from like this the um the list or whatever oh no no it's just like just the the mystical archives with the japanese versions like i opened one that was a single oh. a single blue mana i'm like could be swords to plowshares. Could be mana tied. I don't know, right? <laughs> I opened one that was two and a green. Like, is it cultivate? I don't know. Um, That's luckily, I had a couple of people who spoke Japanese in the um, in the stream, and they're like, "All right, it's a sorcery." I'm like, "Ah, cultivate, excellent." You know, so um, it was uh, it, yeah, it was a it was a perplexing situation. But hey, someone wants the cards. It's not me, but someone wants them, so that's fine. There is one other thing I want to talk about from Channel 5 O'Reilly, which should be out, hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out. And if it's not, coming soon. Coming soon or coming already now. Yeah, Riley, did you do the um, the Witch Modern Deck or you quiz we put out? No, I did get the email, but then I didn't do the quiz. Well, Riley, let's do the quiz right now for the listeners at home. Okay, let's do the quiz right now. All right, okay. CFB modern Because you feel, if you go Channel 4, I think it's um, channel slash modern quiz should get you there. Which modern deck should I play? Yeah, which modern deck are you, Riley? I know. Okay, this doesn't look like... I don't... I, mm, no. What modern deck should you play? That's it, yeah. Oh, well, it is that. Quiz. Okay, sure, sure. I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if that was like a quiz or like a rejuke article. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, it's start quiz. quiz. Here we go. Modern is a wide open format, blah, blah, blah. Yep, boring. Let's go. Come on. What's the most important attribute for a deck to, for a deck to have? Consistency, power, longevity, or versatility? I think consistency for me. So you, you're trying to navigate to scape shift here, right? That's the plan? I don't want to... Like, here's the thing. I don't like quizzes, right? And I'm sorry to put you on blast, Wizards of the Coast, but you're very guilty of this. They're like, mm, which Strixhaven house do you... Or, sorry, <clears throat> which Strixhaven college do you belong College, to, yeah. Right? And I was like, all right, let's have a go at this. And then I opened it up and it's like, what do you? What did you like to study? History, maths, theatre? Or it's like, well, okay. This yeah. is obviously just one It's obviously just them, like yeah. pick which house you or which college you want to be in, right? No joke. For those of you out there who know Eric Levine, Eric Levine is the one that builds all the logic for the quizzes that we do. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to talk about this is because we have a which commander should I play quiz coming out this week. Oh, really? Is very, That's yeah, Which is actually pretty spicy. But... The logic for these, it is full on Charlie Day with the red twine, Pepe Silvia. All right, like these are branching trees and stuff. Like it is much more obfuscated. It's 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 much more than just like which one of these five things are you? Pick one, two, three, four, or five. Yeah, that's the, what. It's for like. example, there are way more than five results. Yeah, and there's only four responses. Options, yeah, 
Yeah. Right. Okay. I kind of want to do this quiz now. Is that all right? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, do, 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 like Riley, 50 episodes ago, we did a Frasier personality quiz on the podcast. Sure. Remember? What's the most important attribute for a deck to have? Consistency, power, longevity, or versatility? I think I like consistency the most just because- This is free content, man. This is great. I think I like longevity. I think I like consistency because like, I, I, I want to make as few decisions as possible, right? So but also, if, you, you're, you're, you're stream most of the time. You're playing hundreds of games with this deck. Yeah. And I, want, I don't want to- do, Yeah, yeah, yeah. How adventurous are you with your mana base? I'm all about shocks, trams, and fetches. Let's play it safe. Two colors, plenty of basics. Two colors, plenty. Let's keep the land count low. I don't need more than one color. I just want lots of mana. Hmm. Either one color, lots of mana, or let's play it safe. Two colors and plenty of basics. I do like basic lands. Mm. I do like basic lands. What's your most important resource? Creatures, life, cards, and hands in my graveyard. Ugh. Mm. Cards and hands, surely. Probably, but it's pro- it's not really any of them. Like the greatest, re- I guess I like creatures, but I don't want to flood the board with them early enough. I like big creatures. I like Crater Hoof Behemoths and that sort of stuff. I mean, you need to flood mm. the board with that. It's like cards in hand. Probably just creatures. I do like creatures the most, I think. Yeah. Which of these is the best card draw spell? Mistress Bauble, Cathartic Reunion, Ren and Six, Niv Mizzet Reborn. None of them? I don't like any of these cards. <laughs> Which one of these do you hate the least? Which one of these do I hate the least? Probably Ren and Six. I like Ren and Six probably the most out of these. Yeah. Cathartic Reunion, Mistress Bauble, never doing anything fair. And never is it reborn is not my, not my style. Ren and Six, all right. How long is the ideal game of Magic? Two turns. The best deck can win any game, whether it's fast or grindy. How much time is left in the round? I don't know, the Gabriel and a safe life. Or four to six <laughs> turns around, about right. Plenty of time for interaction. Um, Probably just four to six. Yeah, yeah this is about right. This is about right. Maybe a bit longer, but... Outside of Magic, what kind of games do you like? Mm. Uh, strategic games that reward calculation tactical thinking something I c- quick I can play on my phone a fast moving competitive game where I can get an adrenaline rush or something fun and light mm. with good art or graphics probably the last one honestly for it's, you yeah I like f- yeah it's it's not something fun and light, play on my yeah. phone it's not strategic games it's either fast moving competitive games because I like playing Apex ah look we'll say fun I like good art and graphics that that gets me like Hades Bastion Supergiant games obviously huge yeah Subnautica right. yeah alright Dennis I'll leave this one to you are you good at bluffing not really but that doesn't matter I prefer to reveal everything no I'm awful at it or am I and I'm decent at bluffing but worse at reading bluffs I prefer to know what's in your hand what do you think you're terrible at bluffing you're a horrific liar I've played Among Us with you <laughs> see we've got him we've got him see this all, it's all coming. I'll, I'll edit this bit. Wait, this doesn't work. You can hear me talking right now. Yeah, oh, you no. can edit it out of I my part of your, the I can't edit it out of your memory. Or can I? Or can I? That's what the nanomachines uh, are for. I like the, are you good at bluffing? Not really, but that doesn't matter if you just play all your cards quickly, right? That's you, dude. <laughs> That's me. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll do that one, yeah. How much do you adjust your decks for your local metagame? I'd rather just take a list from the internet jam it. I'll get on by play skill. If I need to change my deck a lot, I'd rather play something else. I change my sideboard for every event I play in, or I prefer lists with enough card selection I can flex slots in the main deck. It's definitely, I'd rather just take a uh, list from the internet and jam it, I'll get buy and play skill, except for the I'll get buy and play skill part. Yeah, you want the, you want, you want the Huey Jensen CFB Pro list. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I do. How do you feel about combos in competitive magic? Dennis, I have to tell you, I'm not a combination player. I love them. No, not a fan. Yep. Two card combos are boring, or they're part of the game. I mean, the last one's just a fact, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of them. I, like, I don't mind other people playing with them so much, but I'm definitely not, like, a... You're definitely in the no camp there. Yeah, then, I'll I just... I'll, yeah, I'll, which of these sideboard card scares you the most? Blood Moon? No. Path to Exile? Eh. Spell Sky? No. Core Firewalker? I mean, none of them, really. None of those... None of those uh, Blood Moon scares me. I mean, if, if you like... If you, I, like, if you're I play a lot of basics, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of Blood Moon. Probably Spell Sky, then. 
Yeah, yeah. Spellscott's annoying, man. Like, if, if someone's bringing Spellscott, they're doing something that's going to piss me off. All right, Spellscott. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. All right, here we go. We're getting our results. All right, okay. Get your son of Riley Knight and then put my email address. I was about to say you were about to don't read out your email address. 69 at gmail.com. Very good, very good, very good. All right, let's go. What do we got? Here's your deck. Oh, no. Humans? Oh, no. Humans? Rip. Oh, five color humans? Oh, Eric Levine, you need to go back to the bloody drawing board with this quiz, mate. No. What is this? I think you like like fun stuff. You like flooding the board. I don't like playing humans. I kind of do like playing aggressive decks. And this one does have some good disruptive elements to it that I like as well. Do you oh know what God, I don't like quiz, about the quiz it? Though? Knows you better than you do. What one of the best like? cards in humans is Ether Vial. Mm. Did you think I got time to have an, e- an untapped Ether Vial? No, I don't want to play like that. Here's one thing I really don't like about playing Magic: the so- instant speed, sorcery speed only. Man, come on! I don't have time to keep an Ether Vial untapped. Remember triggers? Get out of town! I remember talking to Eric when we were making this quiz, and he was like, "There's got to be some answers in here that people don't like." He's like, "That's how you get the tweets." Yeah, it's people are like, yeah. "What? This is bullshit!" It's exactly. <laughs> like, I want to go on Twitter and be like, "I got this. Stu- this quiz is busted." And then people are like, "Oh, let's see how wrong it is about me." Yep, 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 yep. yep. Had to shuffle out a console modern quiz, or indeed had to shuffle out a console commander quiz. By the time this is out, to um and uh, all complaints, uh, Twitter.com/slash rating to sheepshaggers. <laughs> <laughs> no, not true. Oh dear! All right. Well, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to have a chat with uh, with Eric about that because that is uh, that is quite a disappointing result for me. Anyway, Dennis, mm-hmm. I've got some good old 14 minute ad read for John Fireball there. But the thing like is, that. here I was gonna say, you know, usually we spend 10 minutes talking about nonsense. We just spent 10 minutes talking about magic. Yeah, we should do these quizzes every time they come out live oh. on the podcast. It's just free content. Well, when's the commander one out? It'll be, it'll be, it'll, it'll definitely be here for next week's episode. All right, next week's episode. Here we go. Commander quiz. Let's go. If, if, up. if, and only if my new nanobot overlords allow me to. Dennis, we're going to kick the show off with a weird submission here from the fake Clark Kent who opens yes. up by saying, Did a shark see my magic butt? Now, Dennis, if you told me two years ago, it's like, now you're going to start a popular internet radio program <laughs> and you're going to receive. A question from a listener that says, did a, sh- a shark see my magic butt? And you're going to find it. Won't, it won't be out of place. Yeah. It won't be weird. It won't be weird or yeah. anything. It won't be that weird. Did a shark see my magic butt? I often browse Facebook Marketplace, says the, fl- the fake Clark Kent, for bulk collections for cheap when I came across someone selling a showcase foil Elspeth Sun's nemesis for $100. Now, this is not a card that is worth $100 by most metrics. So that's uh, that's really going to raise some eyebrows mm. here. I messaged asking if it was signed or something else and why they were asking so much when I could just buy it anywhere for three bucks. The seller suggested that I just buy it then from that place and leave them alone. Fearing the seller was trying to scam the less informed, I also had my wife message them with a very similar message and an hour later, his post was taken down. This is a weird scam because let's say you're trying to get like a kid... Mm -hmm. Like to spend their pocket money yes. on a car. That's, that's, this is exactly exactly what I was thinking. Why is it a hundred dollars? Why isn't it twenty dollars? Who are you scamming with it? But the thing is, a kid isn't going to look at this and be like, "Oh, that's boring. That's one card, right?" Do you know how like you, the bulk? Yeah, it's just bulk comments. Like your aunt goes on eBay and sees a thousand magic cards for ten dollars, and they're like, "Ooh, that's a good deal." Little Johnny will love this. They buy the thing for take it to little Johnny. Great. 
More bold commons. Thanks, I Thanks. guess. You know, that's how. That's or you know, it'll be a, an unwitting parent buying. But at that point, good. You know, I like when when a parent buys a thousand bulk commons for their eight year old who wants to start getting into magic. That's the that's the that's the sale of the century because or a not or the knockoff play cube three sixty. What's that? You you didn't get you you didn't get you don't have like knockoff games consoles. Oh right, yes. Okay, I I wasn't. Sure. I thought we were talking about a play a cube. What a cube? You don't buy a cube for an eight year old. But no, this is the like often obviously we're very against scamming people out of their money when it comes to magic cards. But I do believe that the thousand bulk commons for ten buck listing on eBay, when like a dad buys that for his like eight year old child because they want to get into magic a little bit, everyone wins there. You got ten dollars for all these commons you don't want. The dad's like, I've only had to spend ten dollars, and there are a thousand of these cards for my kid. Now I never have to worry about it again. You know what I mean? You should always be concerned about magic cards are being sold by weight. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a butcher, man. Like, no, exactly. Be- Did you ever get a fake console game? No, but what was I it, definitely got some fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards on holiday once. Oh yeah, we talked about this on the show before. Yeah, the big the big sparkly rosette pattern on the, all over them. Yep. Yeah, there was there was a kid at school who had fake um fake Pokemon cards, and we we wouldn't even at that social age social pariah. We, yeah, we you, wouldn't let we wouldn't. Well, you can't use that. You can't use that. You can't play with that. That's not the, that was the kid who stole all your real Pokemon cards, wasn't uh, it? Funnily enough, Dennis, it was. <laughs> yeah, st- stuck him up his shirt, and then you like I told my mum. You told your mum, yep. and he lifted his shirt, and all the cards fell out. And you and your mum beat him up in the kitchen or whatever. That, 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 that part didn't went. happen. That last part didn't happen, but it was a very awkward experience. But yeah, that kid. Uh, there were other kids as well, but that kid did have some fake Pokemon cards. Oh, that poor kid. I hope he's doing all right. Anyway. What, he's president now, so. What? Uh, no, I didn't go to school with Joe Biden or Scott Morrison, <laughs> thankfully. I definitely would have given Scott Morrison a wedgie if I'd been uh, to school with him. Anyway. Is, the, um, is he the president of Australia? The prime minister of Australia. <laughs> the prime minister of Australia. He's, he's, he's that far up his own ass. He can see the future. Well, he can't see the future. That's the problem. I don't want to get. Oh, we're doing it now. Australia was leading Aussie the world. Aussie politics chat. Australia Let's go. was leading the world when it came to COVID. They're just like, hey. Shut the borders. No one comes in or out, baby. No COVID in here. Thank you very much. Couple of little outbreaks. But here's the thing. When the rest of the world was reporting like thousands of deaths, right? Front, front page news, Australian newspapers, nine dead in, in Melbourne outbreak, right? That was like show-stopping news in Australia. Australia mm. did such a good job of, main t- of, of managing the virus, right? But they haven't converted. We are not even in the top 100 nations when it comes to vaccination. Yeah, because the federal government is just like, eh, she'll be right. We'll keep the borders closed. It's not a sustainable. It's not a sustainable solution, Mister Morrison. Get the vaccines out. Absolute idiot. Tell you what, they've taken a leaf out of bloody Watsy's book. All they're doing is announcing announcements now. (laughs) It was a great. So there's an Australian version of the Onion called the Chaser, right? Okay. Fantastic Chaser headline recently. Ours is called Waterford Whispers. There's a uh, well. Australia's got a couple. There's the Chaser, the Shovel, and the Batuta Advocate, which and they're all mm. fantastic, right? But the Chase had a great a ripper headline the other day because it's just been unfortunately just been another outbreak of COVID in Melbourne. Very small, only 15 cases at this, at this stage, but still, you know, enough again for a country like Australia where there are effectively zero cases most of the time to actually start seeing up, take paying attention. Um, and the uh, the the chase's headline was Morrison government to announce new raft of COVID vaccine vaccine announcements after Melbourne outbreak. (laughs) 
to announce new skew of announcements, yeah. To announce a new skew I, of COVID vaccine announcements to deal with this problem. Anyway, well, the... I've gone to waterfordwhispernews.com right now. Oh, what's, what's hot in Ireland at the moment? Well, here, I mean, it's relevant to our conversation. Go Headline, on. will Sir be having astro o Pfizer this evening? Vaccine sommelier asks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. At least the Irish are getting vaccinated. Unbelievable. Mr. Morrison, you're a joke. You're a disgrace. I'm not about it. Anyway, uh, sorry. Let's... Dennis, we've made an error. We've made a mistake. We've allowed politics to influence our politics... Politics to influence our podcast, influence our podcast. Let's get back to... Why do they put? Why are they putting politics in video games these days? Why you know we talk? Know, we man. love talking about video games these days. And I, I, dude, do you know? Uh, no joke. Do you know what video game I played last night? A good normal politics free, yep. just normal video game. Bioshock, man. Bioshock, just like a normal hangout, shoot some guys. No politics. Easy. Metal Gear Solid. No politics. No politics. You know, The Last of Us. There's actually fairly actually few politics. Fairly, last fairly political, right? <laughs> And by political, we mean has ideas in it that, you know, right-wing chuds don't enjoy having uh, I, I, I mean, I think The Last of Us is pretty apolitical in that, like, there's no society anymore, really. I wouldn't. I mean, when, sort of, when people describe something as a political well, they're game... They're stretching the definition of the word political a lot. What they mean is, you know, it has... Nuance. <laughs> nuance or representation or one of these, you know, other terrible usually, things that is so antithetical. Usually they're upset about representation. Yes. Honestly. Usually yes. there are girls what kissed in it or something and that is... Or just sometimes just girls in it is enough to get some of these people angry, Yes, exactly. That's very good. It's a very good point, you know, and that's obviously if you have the heart of a true gamer, that's the sort of thing that, you know... It is unusual, Riley, that half the characters in this video game are, are female, despite the fact that more than half of all people are female i think we've we've talked about this before it's like the you know the the husband who's at the hospital his wife's just given birth and the the doctor you know picks up the baby hands it to the the mother who cradles it delicately against her breast and he goes congratulations to the happy couple it's a beautiful healthy baby girl and the husband goes oh really just kind of i mean it's fine i don't mind it doesn't make any difference but it's just kind of Seems kind of forced a little bit. Seems kind like, of forced a little bit. It's just like, it's just, like, why did it have to be? It's fine that it is a girl, but like, why did it have to be a girl? It just some kind of seems like forced diversity or whatever. Ridiculous. Anyway, the fake Clark Kent is out here on the main streets of the Facebook the hero we deserve, yeah. Cleaning up, dude. I'm a big fan of this. Like, this isn't Shark Tales. This is vigilantism. This is Shark Hunter Tales. Shark Hunter? No, like, what's a Batman thing? Shark Man? Oh, bat, sh- a bat, bat, shark, uh, bat, Batman, Batman to, ma- I was trying to think Batman to magic, not Batman to sharks. Bat shark repellent spray. Shark repellent spray. It's a famous, Very famous good. part of the Adam West Batman oeuvre. Oeuvre. Um, yeah, no, the fake Clark Kent is out here with that bat shark repellent spray. Wait. Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent is Batman. Um, uh, yeah, spraying yeah. left, right and center, getting these sharks off the Facebook marketplace. Love it. The hero, we, the hero we need right now. The hero, the hero we need reserve. and the hero we deserve. Good on you, fake Clark Kent. I mean, this, this sort of stuff, in all seriousness, you should speak out, speak out against this sort of nonsense because there, there might be someone who is conned by this. I'm like, ooh, $100, it must be worth that. I'll get it. You know, my, my, mm-hmm. my young nephew's into those magic cards. Ah, this one's a special one for him. No, just it's, it's, it's good that you're doing this. So, so well done. Uh, a short question here that comes into us from Darth U-Haul, Dennis. That's, what a username. That is quite a username. Darth U-Haul here. Uh, you want to read it for us? 
Do you guys think Modern Horizons 2 is too complicated and makes the game too hard for new players to join? Come is this on. a concerning trend? Come on, Darth you hole Get your hand off it, mate. This is the this is not the first time this has come up. Some people in my chat came in and were asking about this. And I was just like, it's like pick you got to pick one thing to complain about, right? Hang on, but it definitely is too complicated. It's not too complicated. About? Half the Magic community is going like, oh, the cards these days, they're all at casual players. They're all designed for bloody new. There's no complicated nuance to them, anything like that. You know, and then they come out with a, a set that is essentially just a love letter to enfranchised players. This is a set that is designed for people who enjoy co- complex mechanics and complicated No, it's got cards. nothing to do with what's written on the cards, man. It's to do with the fact, like... They need to release a chart for how you can acquire the cards they're trying to sell you and which booth you can get the etched foil in the collectible oh. stuff and the oh, showcase you're reading this in, No, you're reading this in yeah. a very different way. You're reading this in... I'm taking this question as, do you think it's too complicated in that, you know, there's a five-color legend that taps to make a black lotus? How? No, can- no, I don't think anybody cares about that. People care about, like, if I want to get the well, version of Well, I can tell you they card. do. Okay, All right, let's do my one first and then we'll do yours. Okay? We'll do your one first. So... There I have, I've, I've had people complain. You can see it on Twitter as well. People complain that like Modern Horizons 2, it's just, it's just too complicated, right? That's the point, And it's good that it exists. It's good that this, it's good that this level of complexity exists for rusted on enfranchised players, right? People who enjoy. It's a supplemental product. This is the place to do that. Exactly. And it's designed for people who've been playing the game for years and want to see stuff like, you know, the, the, there's the weird, like, disenchant that has bolster on it or whatever. Like, it's cool. They're making, they're, exp- mm-hmm. they're exper- experimenting with, like, different design spaces, stuff that would just be so complex. And there's, like, almost this, like, I know this is a, ba- a bad term to use for it, but, like, almost like a kind of circle jerk on a lot of old, old cards that, like, there's, they just released the fourth variation of Deranged Hermit today. Like, I, I it's good. It's good that this stuff exists. This is a, is a trip down memory lane for old players. So, look, I, I think that, like, you've got to pick a lane. Either we complain about how complicated magic is or we complain about how simple it is. We can't complain about both. I know people will. I mean, you're right. They put out Garth and Garth makes Black Lotuses. I shudder to think what cards Wayne makes in this world, I guess. <laughs> you shudder to think of Wayne's world. Um, anyway, that's my part. So do you have any thoughts on that, Dennis, or do you just move to your part? I'm fine with that. Like, I like Magic needs. I mean, I, actually, I don't know if Magic needs very complicated stuff. But in the event that it does, because there's you know 20 million Magic players and a bunch of them are probably have been playing for a decade, mm. it's this is definitely the place to do Def- it. New players should not really be buying a set called Modern Horizons Two. Yeah, that's they need fine. to. They first need to get across Modern Horizons One. They're not going to understand the exactly. plot. Exactly, you're not going to understand the plot. Yeah. <laughs> the problem though is with Strixhaven showcases oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh, mystical okay. archives. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. And collector boosters and set boosters and theme boosters. Back in when my the- day, Dennis, there was there were regular cards and there were foils and there we was, liked them. Liked it. There was one booster, you paid a quarter and you had enough left over for a slice of moon pie afterwards, Riley. That was the way I liked it. I am not the person that all of these foils, etch foils, stamp foils, bloody double roasted foils. I'm not like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the person that these are printed for. There are people like that for whom these cards are printed. I'm not one of them, and I don't pretend to understand them. But the, the, there's just so many variations. Too many. Too many. Oh, I agree. I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you, man. They do not... I was going to say they don't need to print them, but then people are buying them. So, GG, I, I guess. Will- they they cracked the code. Like looking at the Wizards article titled <laughs> "Some Serious Spin" here from from Clayton Crow, 
booster fun of Modern Horizons 2. Yep. And then let and then we get down to oh yeah, you know it, you know it's good when you have a three slide slideshow explaining where you could get the different cards in the different boosters. I had someone like you I don't know. If Take my money, man. There there are literal spreadsheets that explain where you can get which card in which booster. And yeah, I don't look, I'm not the person to answer this question, I guess, because I don't want etched foils. I don't want any kind of foils. I don't want nothing, right? I want like a new, uh, uh, like my my restriction. The, the the what I put in my commander decks are new boarded non foil English cards, right? I don't put like borderless foil extended art retro frame land rares. It, like I don't do this. So the three the cards I talk about here are. <laughs> borderless and extended art rares which are somehow distinct uh what is the difference between these two yeah so dennis has pulled up a picture the the the, from the modern horizons article here he's sharing it with me on his screen uh so there is borderless and there is extended art so dennis if you look very closely have a look at the top of the card right see above the name of it right yes there is a little bit of a border right Whereas the borderless one has actual no border, except for right down there at the bottom where they've got like the the, the machine scannable so this, uh, information. So, so this has one additional edge of art. Essentially. Uh, also, the sides are slightly less. I don't know why that is a meaningful distinction. I don't know why that like extended art rares seem like they're doing okay. both things badly i don't know i can and see the these, appeal of the border like the border you know some people pay to get their cards altered to look like this now they're just being and all of like these that. cards can come in regular or foil yep. but the extended art rares you can only get regular or foil in collectibles yes now what is the difference between retro frames and modern horizons one retro frames uh the i believe the modern horizons retro frames are the cards that appeared originally in Modern Horizons 1 that have now been given the retro frame treatment, whereas the retro frames there are the ones that are being printed in Modern Horizons 2. You'll notice the set symbol there. So so the Modern Horizons 2 ones you can get in draft and set boosters. Yes. The Modern Horizons 1 ones you can only get in collector boosters and you can only get them in foil or etched. Yes, they don't They don't exist in non, non-foil. An etched foil essentially isn't really a foil. Yeah, and then, Riley, yes. in addition to that, there are sketch cards... Yeah. And retro frame fetch lands, yes. which you can get in all of the different kinds, in re- regular or foil or foil etched. If it's a flat, this is too much. Yep. Spare a thought, dear listener, for the magic retailer. No mm. longer do they set up one page for every card and then another page for its foil version of that card. Now, mm. when you go to buy your verdant catacombs, for example, there is. The Zendikar one. There's the Zendikar masterpiece one. There's the Judge Foil. There's the this, the that, and now and look, there are six oh, new ones with this new it's, set. It's annoying for someone like Channel Fireball. With, with these are all just different skews now. Mm-hmm. Stock being is hundreds of them. Imagine going to your local game store. Oh, I actually wanted the etched foil version of yeah. this. Do you have? You only have the foil borderless extended art retro frame sketch one. Yeah. Like I can't. I can't yeah. imagine. Imagine you go to a bookshop and you're like, "Hey, I'd like to pre-order this book." They're like, sure. Which version do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Just one that I can like read. The book one. Yeah, the book yeah. one. I'm like, yeah, but do you want a, fre- a retro front? No. Do you want a bought? No. It's like okay. 
Do you want it paperback or hard copy? Uh, hardback. I'll, I'll have a hardback. All right, great. I can do that for you. Now, do you want it etched or do you want the, like, do you want... This, do you want the signature prestige edition? Yeah. I will say, hmm, okay, in the interest of full disclosure, this is a bad example and I've kind of painted myself into a corner here because one time I did specifically go to a specific bookshop where I could buy a signed copy of an XKCD book by Randall Munro. It was signed and I did pre-order it and I did go and buy it. So... I guess I'm not immune to this sort of thing, if I'm going to be fully honest, but the, with Magic Cards, it's just like, I just give me but a- Riley, the words in that book are the same as any other book. Why would you pay extra for the special one? Here's the thing, Dennis. I didn't pay extra for it. Wait, what? Yeah, it was just the thing. That, I don't know why, but- The first hundred copies It was or like whatever, the first yeah. thousand copies ordered at this thing at Waterstones were like signed by Matt Randall Munro. So I, I was like, oh, give me it. You know, didn't cost any That's extra. Cool. That's cool. Probably would have paid, ah, like a couple of- pounds extra probably up to like five, five pounds yeah, signature, five yeah. pounds the signature yeah, yeah probably it's pretty silly because yeah the, but i like it you could just buy the book and put your own signature on it i could just sign it myself no one would know no one would no know. he drew a little stick man everything there it's very good i like it a lot um he's an absolute All right, treasure Darth hall thanks for giving the the that's that meaty question to dive into the, the i still think i'm right about the question by the way I still think I'm right about the, the 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 thrust of this question, Dennis. You think it's about the complexity of the I think it's about the complexity, complexity of the, the delivery mechanism. I got, I got no time for that. Like Modern Horizons is, it's a very complicated set, and I think it's I think that's actively a good thing. I think it's actually now, another question here, Riley from Query and Ranger. Yes, long time uh, viewer of the of the stream as well, Query and Ranger. Riley and Dennis, I need help. Okay, well, I mostly play Arena mm-hmm. and Magic Online, but I do sometimes play Paper Magic with my girlfriend, one friend, and my brother. None of whom play at all, except with me. Mm-hmm. This feels like a like a maths puzzle. <laughs> now she brings a fox, and she my brings friend a fox brings a chicken, and, and, and the prince chicken, and they get on the the three ten, <laughs> traveling at hundred miles an hour <laughs> towards Oklahoma. <laughs> oh dear! Very good. I'm still not comfortable going to my local game store, so these very casual games are the only chance I have to play Paper Magic. Mm-hmm. I just bought all the cards for a hard control deck, Pauper Fairies, without really thinking about the fact that the aforementioned people hate playing against control, and it makes them not want to play with me at all. Any advice for how to play with my shiny new fairies deck without making my homies want to stop playing with me forever? Is there any way to make control feel more pa- palatable to newer casual players in your experience? Uh, I can definitely offer some advice when it comes to the first half of that question. The second half... I don't know so much because there's like... Is the first half join like the Channel Fireball Discord and try to find people to play on Spell Table with you? Even that. Like, I mean, I don't mind playing on Spell Table. It's not the same sitting across from someone in the room. But there was some actually some good suggestions on the Discord themselves. And, and one of them was something that I was going to suggest because it happened to me. Many years ago when I first started playing Magic, I played with a group of... You know, we're very casual. You know, this is the... Uh, these are the people I've talked about, Ben and, and, and PJ and, and uh, you know, the, the rest of them. It was... Uh, a, a, a playgroup in which Vampire Nighthawk was one of the best cards in our entire in all of our collections, and PJ's Avison uh, Angel of Hope just unbeatable. Like if he cast that, the game was over. Right? I eventually got into paper ma- like prof- not professional, but like competitive Magic playing at the LGS. They didn't really come with me on this journey and kept playing casually. Right. So after a while, there was a huge disparity in the power levels of our decks. So what we would invariably do, because they were sick of like getting gutter stomped by me, is we would play effectively Arch Enemy, where I would play two of them at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've got my Melissa Detora Bant mid-range deck, right, against Vampire Nighthawk Tribal Dot deck, you know, and and Alec playing his bad 
you know, 67 card mono red kind of aggro deck. And it was more, it was a fairer fight. And that adds an extra element of kind of fun and and uh, it adds a different twist on a game of Magic when you're playing 2v1. And that may be a way to engage these people who don't like playing against this deck. Be like, well, can we beat it together? You know what I mean? I love how you aged yourself by using the Melissa Dator example there, who has been banned for playing competitive magic for many, many years because you were with it for so long. Well, I mean, the reason, well, but this is when it happened in 2013. Like this, no. is, this is when that huge disparity between me and the people that I started playing with, that's when it arose. I think there's a lot of people who would not be amicable to playing like arch enemy style there. You think that's not a, well, how about this then? It's not- let, me, let me hit you with this, right? Uh, Dehanza right on the discord suggested try to get one of them to play with your deck and enjoy it vicariously how about that that's interesting i love like when, I, when, when we play commander mm. which is not which i rag on commander a lot on this podcast so dennis here's a direct a quote a from half. dennis i, I love when we play commander that was a direct quote that's what dennis just said i did say that yeah there was additional words coming doesn't matter. But that's true doesn't matter i can put like an ellipsis at the beginning at the end of that quote because it's still a quote yeah, sick. And you're here in the clay, whatever you want then. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I like when somebody else plays with my commander deck. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Same reason like when I play League and somebody else plays a champion the first time that I've played a lot of, I love it. Yeah. So I think that is that, that suggestion I'm actually much more open to. Because you want to share the joy that you have with a thing, whatever it is. You want to share what you like. like when I, I, can't remember, I, I think I gave it to you or James the time when we played ages ago with that deck that I have that's just all the different No, I haven't, play, I haven't played with that. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be anywhere near that one. No, no, no. That wasn't it's me. It's so fun. Done. It's so good. But that's the thing. You, you, if you can sort of show someone. And like this doesn't even have to be them enjoying control. This is why like the second half of this question is not the one that I'm keen on. But like. Any advice for how to play my Shining Nefarious deck without making my homies want to stop playing with me forever? Give them a turn on it. Get them to see what all the fuss is about. Oh, what is this? Dennis. What? Oh! Riley just... Riley just, for reference, people, reached, as far as I could tell, into his pants from below. What like is below, the, why reached, is there a guitar pick he, here? He reached at the bottom of the frame went and started lo- just, lo- just rummaging around and went, oh, 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 what is this? And it was it was a plectrum. It does, from Dennis's perspective, it does look like I just pulled this out of my bottom. It does look yeah. like I just pulled this out of my bum. But no, Dennis, do you know where this, this pick was? Where it was, was in, you know, like, I'm on a, just a regular office chair. You know, on like a couch between the couch cushions? It was, bet- the it was between the back cushion and the bum cushion. I was just wow. digging around in there and I found a plectrum and it really did look like I pulled it out of my bum. Um, that's quite a fine. That's a good one. 0.73 that's my favorite, um, my favorite thickness. Favorite thickness. Anyway, sorry, what were we talking about? Um, how to get your friends who are trash. Oh, to stop digging around your so- couch cushions for, for loose change. Yeah, look, I don't, I can't that's help you with that because that's what I do. For can't every, help you with that. So look, that's all the advice we can give you. Uh, no, seriously, give, 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 uh, <laughs> give your, give your friends a, a chance to play with your deck. See if they enjoy it. Try the 2v1 thing. As Dennis says, maybe it won't work for them. Maybe it will. Um, hmm. The other thing is, like, if if it's just not the right vibe for for these people, this like you know hard control deck, they're not going to enjoy. Here's the good thing about magic cards: no best before date on most of them. You know, you'll get the chance to play with this deck eventually if you come if eventually are comfortable going to LGSs and that sort of stuff. I know it sucks because like it's new and you want to play with it now. It's like fun and exciting, but um, just I guess rest assured that you know the deck's not going to be. It's not. It doesn't go off. You know, it's not going to get moldy. You don't have to put it in the bin. 
Um, yeah, that's true. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I am. This sucks. You bought something new. You don't get to play with it straight away, and that sucks. But uh, hopefully, one of these uh, one of these ideas will help. Uh, got another question here, Dennis? You ready for the next one? Next one comes in here, Ronnie from, from Grant. Grant. You want to take take us through here? This is a good one. I like this one, and I like how it opens. Hello, smart kings. I quite like that, Dennis. I like, I like that. them doing like a king. Do you know the problem is? Are we uh, like you're nice. co-kings? Are we co-rulers? Well, or is this I think smart- you're, you're, I'm definitely king and you're a knight for sure. Well, you can be a knight and a king. Can you? Why not? Sure. I guess you are a knight and then become king. Or or I'm a king that get like that just has like as a knight in practice rather than, you know, the whole ceremonial thing. The, this calls mm, into question okay. for me, like, are we co-rulers of the same kingdom or are we f- like feuding, warring? Rival. Kings, are we, we rival are, kings? F- we are rival kings. We're rival kings. We are rival kings in which I have a military standing on your border and you are like, oh, I don't really want to build military units. I kind of like just planning my cities out. Yeah, I do. That's, I, that's I, us. I, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of the fact that I like playing Civ with military victories off. You like playing you play, you like playing civilization civilization like it's SimCity. It's not no, it's not like that because it's technology trees and you can like I like it, you know, I like playing it like there like it is Settlers of Catan. That's how I like playing it. Sorry, I got there first. That's now mine forever, you know? I don't, I don't know if I talk about this in the podcast, but have my parents' ferocious appetite for Settlers of Catan. Do your parents love Settlers of Catan? My parents have never played a board game before. Okay. They they think board games are Scrabble and Monopoly. Yes, of course, and they yeah, they're just plebs, yeah. So I asked, I got I tried to get them to play I think I tried to get the Betrayal House in the Hill once far too. Long I was going to say that's 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 a jump into the deep end. That's throwing them in the deep end for sure. Catan though, yeah. Like we were playing Catan, yeah. and I have never seen my parents take to a game like they took to. Catan. Oh, Catan's great, man. I don't listen to but, the, don't listen to the snobs who tell you Catan. I, no I, I love Catan. Catan's I love Catan. Great. First of all, we played a game. I won because obviously I played the game before, yep. so like I knew that's fine. And then instantly, my dad was like shall we play again yeah. and I was like this took like an hour but okay yeah, 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 fine great. we ran it back and they get so heated my my, my mother my, my, my father asked my mother if she had any clay yeah. for any of his wheat and my mom said what are you getting out of this I feel like you're getting something out of this and I was like well of course he is he's getting clay out yeah. of it what are you talking yeah. about she was like I don't trust him he wouldn't want to make the trade if it wasn't favorable yeah. for him and yeah. I was like I guess yeah. <laughs> And then my mom asked my dad, do you have any wheat? And he looked across the woman he's been married to for decades and said, I'd sooner burn it than give it to you. And I was like, oh, my this God. Is, like, your parents have, they've been through the ringer. <laughs> A right? war, like, yeah. they've been, So for those of you who don't know, Dennis's parents fled Yugoslavia when it was Yugoslavia yep. um, as political refugees. Like De- pretty much, yeah. Dennis is the son of of, of Dennis was born in Croatia. I was born during the war, over and there, yeah. and, f- and fled, you know, with a suitcase and a bag of nappies that his mum had, and and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the you know after a peaceful twenty something years in Ireland, is Catan tapping into some of their older like no. This yeah, this for, far and no sun further. Place, you, you hear the helicopters coming. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah, I hope that like I, I wonder for them is it a, is it a sort of conduit back to a time where it's like I'm not giving you this wheat. I'd so, I'd sooner burn it. You know what I mean? I'd sooner burn <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know as well, this isn't a hundred percent canon, but we have a suspicion that Dennis's dad was an assassin. Yeah. Um. There's there's plenty of this in older episodes. If you want to go back and listen there's to deep it. lore here. But deep smart. This is the deep Dennis. Deep lore Dennis lore that Dan- Dennis's dad was an assassin known by the name of Mozart because he used to strangle people with uh with piano wire. Piano wire. Yeah. That hasn't been confirmed. 
But I can just it imagine your dad standing in front of a of a of a you know a barn that was full of wheat that is just ablaze, and him there with a glint <laughs> in his eye and a cigarette lighter in his hand. <laughs> yep. That's him, all right. Oh all right. Anyway, anyway, what was Grant asking? What was Grant asking? Is did we did we settle on the fact that we're rival kings? I think we have I think to, we have to kings, rival yeah. kings. I don't think I don't think the narrative makes any sense otherwise. Anyway, Grant, hello, smart kings. I've got a bit of an advice question. How do you adjust to a new LGS? I had to move during the pandemic, and now my home LGS and friends are one and a half miles away. I don't know how far that is. Is that what twenty seven cubits to the furlong? Is it? How many like rods are there to a chain? Here's here's a, here's a fun fact for you, Riley. A fun way to convert miles. Yeah. You know the Fibonacci sequence? Uh, it's when you add the last two numbers to each other. One, one, two, three, five, yes. eight, yep. thirteen. For the first like many numbers, any number in the Fibonacci sequence in miles, the following number is that number in kilometers. So one and a half roughly. is two and a half. All right, sure. Okay, that that helps. That's it's that's not bad. All right. Two miles is about three kilometers. Three miles is about five kilometers. Five miles is about eight kilometers. Are one and a half miles away. It's not too far. I know absolutely nobody, no. and it should seems like seems the clicks are very tight knit at the new LGS. How do I break the ice, or should I accept the one and a half hour? Should he basically try and get into this new LGS and get into the clicks, or bother driving all the way back to the one he used? But to hang use? on, why is it the one and a half miles away? Why is that one and a half hours? Did you drive at one mile an hour? This has to be a mistake. It can't be one and a half miles. That's not that far. No, it must be one and a half. It's, it must be now my home LGS and, and friends are one and a half hours away. Which is probably like 100 miles. Can you drive at 100 miles an hour? No. No, it's an hour and a half. Sure. Right. Sorry. Yep. Did forget about that. Okay. Forgot about that extra <laughs> half an hour. Um, hour and a half trip is a long one to play a game of magic, man. Mm-hmm. But LGSs, I mean, LGSs can be impactful. Uh, there, dude, there is no worse feeling than going to like an LGS or a conference or a party or anything and seeing all the little groups. Yeah, little cliques, yep. And you're by yourself, yeah. yeah. Like my, my, Mozart himself would go to this like Chamber of Commerce dinner for like Sorry, business Sorry, you mean your dad, it. right? I mean, yeah, not dad, the composer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when I said Mozart himself, I obviously thought you meant what came to That's fair enough. He would go to this like Chamber of Commerce dinner in the town where he lives in, in Ireland. Mm. And every single year at Christmas, he would walk in and go, "Why I hate I hate this," and turn yeah, around yeah. and pay fifty euro for his plate or his seat or whatever, and be like, "Nope." And exactly like you did at New Year's, be like, "I don't know I what, know what I, thought I thought it was going to be." This, be yeah. this is a really tough, Grant, and uh, I think you've got to stick at it. Basically, if you want to ingratiate yourself in there, you can't like it. It well, you'll eventually break the ice. Probably the best way to do this is just draft or just play in tournaments because you will eventually. There will be small talk. Someone will be like, oh, so, you know, hey, I haven't seen you around here. I've just moved here, that sort of stuff, right? Or like, like you'll see the same faces. Oh, you know, magic players aren't always the most sort of well, socially well-adjusted people. But if you just are thrown in with the same people week in, week in, week, in, week out, like there are bonds that are going to form no matter. You just can't help that. These, these are not strangers. This is something you get when you go to a GP or a magic festival. old. You're sitting in a room, in this case with 50, not 2000, but of people who share your biggest hobby. Yeah, your passion. You have so much to talk so about. So much in common. It's not nothing. No. Now, breaking the ice is rough, but you can invent ways. Hey, do you have a trade binder I can yeah, take a look yeah. at? Do you think I should put this in my sideboard or mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. Hey, have you ever played Scape Shift? Whatever. Hey, do you think Modern Horizons is too complicated? I have some hot takes on that, you know? Hey, I saw this guy listing an Elspeth for $100, and the other guy sits over and is like, you got my <laughs> listing taken down. He sprints <laughs> over. Um, I think like... 
it, it will come in time, you know, maybe not to the time schedule that you're wanting. But if you go to this place every Friday for a month, like there's there's just no way that you don't get onto at least like first name friendly terms with a couple of people. Just right? do some drafts. Drafts force you to interact with people. Yeah. Just chat, you know, play games, talk to people, ask them. It's like, you know, and, and if they're not forthcoming with conversation, push things forward a little bit. Hey, I just moved to town. Have, are, you, guys seen this, good, have you guys seen this preview card? Well, you know, other stuff. Sure, great. Excellent. Excellent example. But, like, even if that isn't worth the magic angle's not working, hey, I've just moved to this town. What, what are the good places to eat? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I've just mm-hmm. moved to blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for this thing. I'm looking for that thing. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, there are things that you can ask Donde, people. Donde es la biblioteca? Yeah, you know, exactly. All the classics. All the classics, you know? Um. I think it's just a question of time and not immediately labeling yourself as a pariah being like, I don't fit in here. You can't do that to yourself because you do. You belong, you, you have just as much, much of a right to be there as all those regulars in their cliques, right? And you got to remember that. Yeah. You really do. You're consu- Most of, many of my closest friends started out as people I didn't know. What? <laughs> that sounded really profound for a second. I'm like, of course. You didn't idiot. it? What? Many of my exactly. closest friends started out as people I didn't know. Dennis Trainack, put it on WikiQuote. Get it up there. Absolutely. You're just such a... All right. Okay. We've got one last question, Dennis. This comes to us from Lon Master, who asks, magic advice question. What advice do you have for someone trying to prepare for large events that doesn't have anything that resembles a playtest group? My friends have a much more casual focus on magic and don't want to compete in comp REL events. This means that all my preparation work, including testing, deck selection, and card acquisition, has been entirely on me when prepping for larger events. I feel like I'm a skilled enough player to place in these events, but historically, I'm almost always one win short. And it feels like just a bit better preparation could have got me a better finish. This is a relatively simple one as far as I'm concerned, but maybe I'm coming from a position of enormous privilege here because, you know, I deal with people who do have these testing groups, that sort of stuff. Uh, Is you network online? Let me tell you about CFB Pro, Riley, and the CFB Pro Discord. I was going to say, if you're just going to use this as an opportunity to shill like Huey Jensen's articles, that's, that can only get someone so far. But tell us more about the Discord, because that actually sounds like a real lead here. There's CFB Expo Pro exclusive channels in the Discord where you can get in to similar... Like, we talk about... You talk about smooth-brained yeah. people, right? Yeah. You talk about wrinkly brain oh, yeah. people. These are spiky-brained people. Right. They've got they've had to put a protective <laughs> layer on the inside of their skull so the brain doesn't yeah, like these crack are it. Yeah. Spiky-minded yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who are getting in there being like, is it better to run this cyber mm-hmm. card or this mm-hmm. cyber card? They're getting in deep. Who are agonizing over those 58th, 59th, and 60th card mm-hmm. choices when Riley and I are just like, ah, let's check some mountains and it'll be yeah. fine. Like these are these are the people you're looking for. CP Pro Discord. These are people and look, if you're these are the people who have paid money, right, to Channel Fireball mm-hmm. for access to not only top-tier content, but also you know, I guess a high tier community as well of people who are these are people who are invested. These are people who want to win. And even even without even on the non pro side, the channel fireball discord. If you, I think I think the link is still channelfireball.com slash discord. Let's see if that link works. I'm pretty sure that is what it is. I'm taking it to the channel fireball discord. And even in the general chat there, it's just all people saying like, "What do you think about this yeah. deck? Should I talk about this?" Da, da, yeah. da. And you know, there are some like hundreds and hundreds of like minded magic players in here for you to chat about chat with the other the other thing is you know i mean i've done this and i'll do it again it's it's i don't have any problem with this but like i've had people say oh you know i'm looking for testing groups Uh, i've tweeted looking for but i've got no traction usually i mean i'm not going to speak on behalf of all people but like i'll happily retweet that most people happily retweet people looking for testing groups. So I'm not saying that martin user is going to pick you up as a member of his testing group but he might chuck you a retweet if you're looking for one you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. 
Online networking, I think, is the is is the best way forward in a situation like this. Like, if you go back through my timeline, you can see that I have retweeted people. It's like I've got there, there was one from a couple of weeks ago looking for a group after qualifying for the Strixhaven Championships. I'm a prolific player who has been diligently testing standard historic. Here are my pre- previous pre- previous accomplishments. DM me, right? So, like, if you go on Twitter and say, like, I'm looking for testing for this event, here's what I've done before. Maybe you top out of the GP, maybe you day two stuff, maybe you've cashed, whatever, right? You say that and you make yourself attractive as a testing partner for other people. Because here's the thing, Lord Master, there are lots of people in your situation. None of them know how to break this seeming, seeming stalemate, right? But you get a couple of you on a Discord, all of a sudden, you're cooking with gas, baby, let's go. Right, before we sign off here, because I don't think we're going to have time for Charizard River, because you're currently eight minutes late to your stream. I am, I am. I do have to get going. I've got to, and Dennis, I have some um, rather urgent business I have to take care of. That made me sound like I was oh. going to go. No, okay, I just need to go to the toilet. I didn't need, I didn't, that was. That was what I thought you Oh, that was, a, I thought people were maybe taking it in a different. Anyway, go on, sorry. So, t- <laughs> to sub in for um, the Charizard River report to the podcast to talk about video games, mm. I'm going to send you a video game related tweet that just came up on my other monitor that I want you to know whether you think we need to send help. Okay. All right. Let's have a look. Where are you sending it to I'm me? Sending, I've sent you this tweet on Facebook. On Facebook Messenger. Let me just open Facebook Messenger and have a look at this. Yeah, it's a shame because we want to talk about Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No, we want to talk about Re- Resident Evil. Um, but we'll, Oh, it's a tweet from Hideo Kojima. It just came up on my Twitter, and I think, is this man being held hostage? Okay, this is, what? So <laughs> It's a tweet that just said, yeah, Ronnie, describe what you see. So this is a tweet from Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yep. And the text- Sec- mo- Moments ago. The text is, I'm at work, and there is a picture of Hideo Kojima- Sitting at a desk. Sitting at a desk, looking up at the- what looks like the ceiling? Not even really. I mean, it could be he could have a really highly mounted monitor, I suppose. Oh, maybe he has a monitor that's very high. I sort of uh, the, the impression that I get from this is someone is leaning over the top of his cubicle. Yeah. Why would he tweet? <laughs> is he? Is this a teaser? Is he being held hostage? Hang on. There's okay. There's a man in the background wearing a mask. That's a clue. Oh wait. <laughs> sure. Uh, this this is how you know it's Riley's getting in on the Metal Gear Solid. Okay. He's scared in the background of the photo for How many lights in the room, Riley? 33 lights visible. 33 lights visible. 33. Metal Gear Solid 3 HD remake. There Metal it is. Metal Gear Solid. Yes. 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 Okay. And you can see, hang on, he's what's wearing- the time in his watch? Whatever about that, right? He's wearing a T-shirt from The Holy Mountain, which is a movie that came out in 1973. 1973. Okay. It is three o'clock on his watch. A lot of threes, a lot, lot of threes. Lot of threes. It, Snake Eater Remake confirmed. If you count how many eyes are visible in the picture and then subtract one, there are three, because there's a guy in the background mm-hmm. and Kojima himself. The guy in the background is also not sitting on a chair. He's just kneeling on the floor. <laughs> no. Oh, the guy in the background? Yeah, that's a weird position. Actually, that's a weird position. Anyway, Hideo Kojima is I just to send at you, work. I just want to send you this photo because he's just saying, like, I'm at work. Right. No punctuation. No. I'm, at, I'm work. at work. And then a photo of him. Lo and behold, at work. at work. All right, genius, Riley. You can't, you can't, you can't write that kind Resident of Resident Evil chat next week. I guess I don't know. Do we even need to do it? What did you think? Good, bad, medium? Uh, good game. Um, kind of long, I mm. guess. Ending bad. <laughs> All right, there you go. Resident Evil Eight. That's our definitive uh, review. We'll see you back here for Resident Evil Nine, which I will not play. Uh, but that's it. We're done. Uh, we'll good app today, Dennis. We'll I thought it. we'll figure out Resident Evil Nine. Yeah, good, good app. app. Good app. Thank you all for listening. Head to channel Spend your money. Use code SMART. We didn't say. Coupon code NIGHT. Of course, that was one thing we missed when we did the quiz. Sons of mother. Or head to channel.com slash commander quiz. Find out which commander. I'm going to do that. I, I, it's not out yet, is it? 
So, I, re- I actually really want to do this quiz now. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to seeing how wrong Eric Levine is about me. And so they get you. And say so bloody Attraxer or Yidris or something ridiculous. Later, folks. Stay fresh, cheese bags.